Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And I just got back from not a harrowing dentist appointment, but a more complicated dentist appointment than I was expecting at 9.30 this morning when I, came, when I went. Yeah, I thought we were going to have to cancel the whole show. I thought well, so not too. Forever, but for the day. They yeah. conned me into doing this like deep gum cleaning thing. Yeah. And it didn't seem like that big of a deal. But then the lady was like, do you want anesthesia? And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, what? Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, I was like, does it hurt a lot? And she said, oh, well, you know, let's start it. And then if it hurts too much, um, we can give you anesthesia. And if I had gone under anesthesia, like I don't think I would have been able to record right now that stuff takes a really long time to shake off uh but i didn't need it it wasn't that bad i have to go back next week because my insurance would only pay for half of it this time but um yeah other than like a dull pain on the right side of my mouth it's it's not that bad wow 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 so totally totally unexpected but ultimately good experience at the dentist yeah the only sacrifice i had to make was not being able to go to trader joe's afterwards because that was my plan was to do a quick grocery shopping between um dentist appointment and goop yourself and now yeah i think i might after this i got a um i got conned at the dentist office last month where or not last month my god time is insane in the quarantine i don't even know when it was it was like it was during quarantine, yeah. but it was like more than two months ago. That's all I can tell you. I don't know when it was. Um, and they got, they made me, they conned me into getting a B12 shot and also like a, some sort of like special IV to like not be dehydrated. <laughs> I don't know At what it dentist? was. Yeah. I went to like a really smarmy, <laughs> shitty, like Beverly Hills dental surgeon. It was a surgeon. So he was like, while you're out, we can give you this like IV and B12. And I was like, why not? And I was like, why did I do that? I was like an extra like $200. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, uh, I don't think I've ever gotten a B12 shot. That sounds very glamorous. Well, the thing is like, I don't even know because I was out. I mean, they could have just put a bandaid on my arm and said they gave it to me. I don't know what the hell they did, but I'm sure that's like super illegal. So they probably yeah. Wasn't there some scandal where like the dentist and his hygienist were like molesting people? Oh, I think that happens like all the time. Or wait, maybe that I'm thinking of like a Seinfeld episode. There's a Seinfeld well, there episode. The Golden Girls. Oh. Oh, there's a there's a Seinfeld episode where the where the hygienist and the dentist are like having sex while he's un while That's he's right. out, and he'll like wake up and they'll be like putting their clothes back on. And then I think that there's one where Rose is getting sexually assaulted by her dentist while she's I think or. I know, I think she might also have a problem with her gynecologist. Rose really had it rough. Yeah. 
Maybe that's I, why they asked me if I wanted anesthesia so they could get in. Because my dentists are and the hygienists are a married couple. So maybe that's how they get maybe their kicks. Maybe that's part of their thing. Yeah, that's how they get their kicks. They keep Not today. I was, I was wide awake the whole time. I would have seen any hanky-panky. I know. Yeah. Let's see. Any other diet news, exercise, health? No, I mean, I kind of feel like there was some, but I don't know. I didn't. Did you look? Was there anything about Gwyneth? Well, there wasn't that much about Gwyneth, but we do have some like major goop news that I was going to actually wait for the right. um, my best because okay. it's pretty major. I think it's bad, actually. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. The I'm only like, actually really upset about it. I'm surprised. Yeah, but I have good reasons. Uh, the only other like goop sort of funny news that I found this week was there is some awards by a company called Lucid Works that award, it says the second annual Lucid Works Connector Award winners were chosen by a panel of industry experts in recognition of their innovation in digital experiences for customers and employees. And there were two winners, uh, one of which was goop. And can you guess what the other the other winner? I can't even begin to guess. It's been in the news a lot lately. Nexium. Very close. Regeneron. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, Goop and Regeneron shared like a major award from the industry of weird health shit. Wow, that's major. But Regeneron, I mean. I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like at least Regeneron, you know, like made something. <laughs> yeah, they have an experimental drug that apparently is making our president feel 20 years younger than he felt before. That, that induces a manic episode. In well, I don't think that's, that's the steroid that supposedly is making him manic. The, the mania is, I, it blows it really boggles the mind. I don't know what to say. I, it, I'm sorry, but that anyone would vote for Donald Trump is like one of the craziest, like, I don't feel safe on the planet. I mean, this is seems no. like now, but it's like, like knowing that half of the people in this country who vote voted for him and will do it again is just so disturbing. He is the wildest moron that has ever lived. He is out of his mind. I, yeah, I go every day. I go between sort of a, a detached sort of amusing, like sense of just, I'm sort of watching the car crash and enjoying myself. And then half of the time I'm in like deep existential dread. Yeah. You have to like disassociate a little bit. Um, but I do, God, I wake up every morning and just and just log into his Twitter and see what fun videos he's produced. It's like the you know the heyday of funny or die or college humor. Yeah, I mean the movies that he was making about coming home on the airplane, and then these like insane videos he's doing about how like he's cured and shit. It's all so crazy. And then today, tonight, well, actually, yeah, by the time most of you probably listen to this podcast, he'll have done like an on-camera medical exam on Fox News by like his weird fake doctor. Wait, the one who was at the hospital or the old one who said that he was healthy? Neither, neither of those. It's the one who I guess is a, it's, he doesn't work for Donald Trump. He's like the Fox News resident doctor. Oh, great. That sounds yeah. like that's who I want to go to. And he's been spreading. He was the main guy who was spreading the hydroxychloride stuff. Hydroxychloroquine? Yeah, that thing. Um, he's the yeah. guy behind that. So. Behind that scam. And uh, then, you know, we want to tr trust our doctors. And, you know, the, the most trustworthy internet doctor of them all, Jennifer Gunter, rails against medical conspiracy theories. And yet she is dabbling into political conspiracy theories. She was saying that Trump's, uh, you know, I love the seniors video that he released yesterday was in front oh, of yeah. a green screen, which 
I think a lot of people were saying that, but I was just surprised that Jen Gunter would even post something like that on social media because she seems to be so anti, you know, conspiracy theory, trust the experts. That matter. Um, but she's definitely like a, you know, Rachel Maddow, MSNBC. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just like, if you, just to me, my thing is like, again, I'm like completely shocked at his insanity every once in a while. And I'm like, just, just taken aback. I try not to be like a Trump, like, I, I do try not to be like a conspiracy theorist or like, I try not to pay too much attention to Trump because I think that he's like a vile monster that feeds off attention. And like, if you're, if you're like analyzing like every move that he makes, trying to like find some actual truth, like, I think it's a waste of time because we know everything we need to know about Donald Trump. He says it every single day. And it's like been a 24 hour news story every single day for the last five years. So like, I don't need any more information about him, but like, I do feel like occasionally you just have to like, just take it all in and just say like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, you, don't you, know. Have... you really don't know. Um, and it's just going to get crazier and crazier. Even if he loses, there's three months between uh, the election and inauguration. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. It's. Did you vote yet? Yeah. I already voted. Uh, we got in LA, we all got our, or most people I think got their ballots by mail and there's like little neighborhood drop boxes. Did you? I voted. I put mine in the mailbox. You can do that too. Oh yeah. We uh, went to the think, local right? library. Great. Did you put a stamp on it? No. You have to put a stamp on it if you put it in the mailbox. No, you don't. It said on the, it said on the envelope, no stamp required if mail. Oh really? <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to spread misinformation. <laughs> Okay, I trust you. I don't either. I don't th I think we did it right. I mean, uh, I did what it said on the envelope. Okay. Yeah, we put it in the, at the library. They had like a drop box, so we just put it in there. You probably don't need a stamp. I don't think so. Don't listen to us, guys. Listen, go go to... Yeah, just, just read the instructions. Yeah. If I did it wrong, then I'm sorry, but... I know there's like a little vote tracker. You can see how, where your ballot is being processed. Oh, can I? Mm-hmm. Let's see, fill out your ballot. After you have voted, insert your ballot to the envelope provided, making sure it's complete. You may return the ballot by mail in person or to a drop box. If you're returning by mail, it must be postmarked before election day and received blah, blah, blah. If you're returning in person to a drop box, as long as you don't get paid on a per, whatever, I don't know. Okay, see, it doesn't say, I don't think you need to put a stamp on it. Well, We'll see if uh, Biden loses California, <laughs> you know who to blame. You'll know who to blame. The Brian's idea that I had to put a stamp on it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now I'm Googling, do you need a stamp? I know you don't. It said on the envelope that you don't need a stamp. It's just like, this is how I get. No, you're right. I, you're... Yeah, I know I'm right. I know I'm right. I read the thing and I did it. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, that's enough politics talk for the week. Um, yeah. yeah, no stamp, no problem. There you go. Uh, shall we just get into it? Uh, sure. All right, my best of the week. The biggest news maybe ever in Goop. Yeah. Um, Miss Elise Lunin is leaving her job as chief content officer to write a book and be an editor at large, I guess. Um, she's gonna, okay. So the reason that I don't think that this is good is because she's gonna be writing on the website more. So we're gonna get more Elise content. She's still hosting the podcast. She's writing a book, which is the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. And I seriously doubt that she'll be gone from the Goop Lab. I mean, it's really like no, like we're not getting, we're getting more Elise, not less Elise. Oh, now I think you might be right. I feel like they're they're spinning it to make it seem like we're, yeah, we're being freed from Elise. I think maybe, well, she is writing a book, so that's going to take up a lot of time. Uh, Probably not. <laughs> She's, I mean, people like that, first of all, writing a book is not going to take her that long. She probably will be using a ghostwriter. So that well, no, she, she is a writer. Well. Like, I think it's her, she, like, I she's, the, I, I mean, maybe. I, I thought that she was like, that was her thing before she worked at Goop was like being a writer. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. And it still is, I guess, technically. <laughs> I guess if but it is good that we're gonna have less of her influence because just her influence on goop, I think, has been a terrible thing for us, our listeners, and the world. Like it's a like her influence is the reason that we have like the yoni eggs and the crazy bullshit that people get all worked up about. I think that's like mostly Elise, like the really crazy stuff that's on there. Yeah. But I wonder, Yeah, I mean, I wonder, like, this does seem like something Elise, you know, wanted to do and was planning to step down. But I wonder if it is sort of like a, you know, Real Housewives thing of like, we, we're not going to say publicly that we fired you, but we're going to make it seem like you left on your own accord. Because I just feel like maybe Netflix said, hey, this show is getting pretty good ratings, but like, our Everybody viewers, knows. everyone is complaining about this, this brunette next to Gwyneth, we need we need to change something. Stat. Well, they could just take her off the show if that was the case. That's like, true. Doesn't have to be, that doesn't mean she can't be the CEO, COO of the company anymore. My hope is that they're, they want to like promote or hire a woman of color to have that position at Goop, which I think would be like a good move for them. Yeah. And like brand. So I don't know if that was, I mean, obviously like Gwyneth, they can't fire Gwyneth from Goop. Like it, it is her. It's her brand. No, I mean, unless but, unless there was a like a major major personal scandal involving Gwyneth, uh, and the the it's not even a public company, so I don't I don't even think they could do that. No, they couldn't do it. But I think that like, I mean, I feel like that would be the only reason for them to like not like want to like replace Elise as the COO. Cause I don't, I, I don't think that she's, well, I mean, I feel like what she's been contributing is like white woman bullshit and nonsense and garbage and like people like hate it, <laughs> but like, it's also what like has like driven a lot of attention to the website because most of it is so insane that people, yeah. that like that's what people like hate regoup for. So I don't really know. I don't know. I'm just excited to see what direction they take it in. I'm, and that's it. Because, yeah, like she, she, she does seem sort of like the brains behind a lot of the, the more sort of viral in a bad way stuff that has, you know, caused controversy. Yeah. Which is good for, I mean, like, that's like, that's how, that's like free publicity. Like every time someone freaks out about group, like a bunch of people go on the website and usually end up being like, oh, they sell cute, cute, like, I don't know, a little gold chain necklace or something. I'll buy it. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't seem like Goop is in a hurry to hire a new COO or C, sorry, CCO. I keep saying COO. It's a CCO, chief content officer. Um, Oh, didn't they make that job up? I think they did, which makes me think they don't, it doesn't really, like Gwyneth is the face of the company. Then they have a, they have a CEO. They have, as far as I know, a COO. And so the, C- the CEO? CEO is some anonymous the CEO per- like is Gwyneth. Oh, Gwyneth is the CEO? Yeah. I thought there was I thought it was like um Dominique somebody was maybe she's something maybe else. Maybe she's a COO. And then they had to make up the CCO so that, you know, Elise could have a fun job too. <laughs> uh, and they say they've promoted longtime executive editor Kate Wilson Kate Wolfson to vice president of content and they won't be filling the chief content officer role at this time. So yeah, I agree well, with yeah, you. They never have to, they like literally never have to fill it because that's not a real job and it's not something that needs to be filled. Yeah. I, think I mean, yeah. They'll, they'll fill it when they find someone of a stature that it would, it would like be news. Like if, yeah, if they f- find, you know, a really great qualified woman of color, I think, that would be great for Goop itself and great for everyone who reads Goop, but also it would be like a good media story for Goop. So I think they would definitely want to publicize that if it happens. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I think that there's probably, yeah, going to be like a big, like goodbye, um, Elise, like spread whenever like she actually leaves. Yeah um and you know she'll be around she's still doing the podcast uh i guess we will get more writing from her oh we'll see we'll see i'm not i'm not convinced that she's gonna 
person who's better, you know, on the page. That's hmm, true. Um, okay, so that was that was my best. I I feel like we were we've been doing this podcast for longer than Elise was the CCO. Really? Yeah, because she was promoted in 2017, and we started doing the podcast in 2016. So we outlasted her. Really, really committed to this show, you guys. <laughs> uh what was your best of the week oh my best oh my best were there were two i like the fall all the fall fashion spreads new rules for tailoring and building outfits or out of your accessories they were just um two little um articles that were just really magaziney i thought like a thing you would read in a magazine is like a big way that i like is like how i um decide if I think that something is good or not in goop because I like I said I've said a million times like I don't mind that they're directly selling me the products but I want the articles to at least feel like something more than a catalog and both of these kind of did like they were just you know your sort of typical sorry I'm trying not to flash Brian as I move my computer um (laughs) they were just sort of like your typical like whatever just like compliment just like a bunch of like different fall outfits you can wear and then you can buy all the shit that they sell on goop whatever but i those were always my favorite articles in magazines as a little girl growing up and they're still my favorite things on goop just like show me a bunch of outfits that's all i want just show me outfits i don't even want to see anybody wearing them i just want to see the stuff put together against like a white background and you just tell me how much it all is and i can just like look at it and think about it that's all i want and i got a lot of that in goop this simple a lot Quite a, a simple bit. woman with simple tastes. A simple woman with with simple tastes. Thanks, Brian. Yes. I agree that there was a lot. Th- those are usually the ones I sort of skip. Uh, there was a lot of catalogy magazine content this week. Uh, so wait, you're saying it was the fall one, and what was the other article? The other one was this kind of fun one, and it was by um, oh god, who's the um, who's the their like style woman and Ali Ali it was an alley piece that was like um how to like layer your accessory or like how to build an outfit around your accessories oh got it um and it was just like you know whatever the the typical stuff like nothing super exciting but it was um it was just a bunch of like pictures of outfits I don't know yeah. <laughs> I mean it was all those like I don't know how to say it, Van Cleef and Arpel, whatever, like necklaces and bracelets and shit. So it's all like, how do you build outfits around um, these like pieces of jewelry that I'm buying from your website? And she's like, well, why don't you wear all this stuff? Um, also a notable was there's the G label uh, Florence Knit Bustier was like in one of the spreads. And I think Gwyneth was wearing that on the street in New York this week, I think. Wow. So. It's always fun when Gwyneth is wearing her own brand, her own label. She's in New York now? Yeah, she just came, I thought she just came back from the Hamptons. Jesus Christ. Maybe she never came back. I mean, maybe only the husband came back. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, okay, what was your worst? Wait. Because I already said my, my best was Elise leaving. I jumped the gun. Oh, you went first. Yeah, but I want to keep you going first because I'll get confused if I start going first. Yeah, I will too. Okay, my worst was the loungewear brands. I liked all of the brands. I liked every single thing on the spread. I wanted everything in it. They were all like cute loungewear brands or whatever. And they were all new, especially this one, um, Susie Condi, which were all like velour, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, of course I love because I like went to high school in 2002 and will always respect a velour jumpsuit. Um, they were all cute, but here's the story. I'm sick of loungewear. I don't want to think about loungewear. I don't want to like, there is no such thing as cute loungewear for me anymore. It's all depressing. It's all grotesque because we've been in quarantine for so long. It's like, it's like you've been in a hospital or something. Like when I think of wearing loungewear, I just feel so like, Oh God. So like weighed down and gross. Yeah. I absolutely a hundred percent agree with you. This was my saddest because it is like, I do think God willing, if this pandemic ever ends and we're ever able to like conduct some semblance of like a normal public life, we're going to go in the opposite direction. And like, and people are going to start really wanting to get dressed up again. 
Oh my God. I think so too. I mean, I already really want to get dressed up, but the thing is like, I feel so stupid because I'll get like really dressed up to go like, like to go mail my ballot or to like yeah. sometimes to, like walk my dog. And then I come home and I'm just like wearing like all this makeup and shit. And I'm like, this is uncomfortable. And then I always just change into loungewear again. And I'm like, why am I doing like, it's just like, it's just depressing. I, that's the horrible paradox is loungewear is objectively the most comfortable thing to wear. So like, unless, yeah, unless you're going to be parading in front of other people, like there really is no reason to not wear loungewear. And yet this goop spread, I mean, I, I imagine this loungewear does seem very nice and it's like expensive and it's good quality and it looks comfortable, but just watching, just seeing like a whole goop article with all these beautiful models, like in PJs still sort of posing like as if they were in like fancy gowns was just very tragic to me. It's really sad. And it's like, I have, I do think, you know, when the pandemic first started, there was like a little, like that was when I subscribed to Kate Hudson's like oh, yeah. loungewear thing. Which you still are a subscriber well, or did you quit? I'm still a subscriber. And also still a subscriber to Rihanna's as well. <laughs> um, But they like, I was like, okay, like I'll just like, I, I wanted like nice things to like, like a little bit elevated, like stuff to wear around the house. Like that would make me feel like, okay, I'm still cute. I'm just wearing whatever. And that's fine. And now I have a lot of it. Thanks to Kate and you know, thanks to Rihanna as well. I mean, both of those women have provided me with quite a bit mm -hmm. of loungewear. Um, but I just, it's all I have now and it's all I wear now. I mean, yeah. I guess right now I am wearing a dress, but normally I am wearing like sweats. At least it, it's in LA, it's starting to get like a little bit cooler. So hopefully within the next few weeks, maybe we can start transitioning to like long pants at least, uh, or yeah. like sweatpants at night, which I, I love like a cold night and, and wearing sweatpants, which is so sad, but it's, it's true. Um, yeah. but yeah, I've been wearing, like I have two pairs of, basketball shorts from like models. I have one pair of Quicksilver shorts. I have one pair of like of like sweat shorts from Target and I have one pair of Everlane shorts and I've just been like rotating. That's it. Oh, you finally pulled the trigger on your Everlane purchase? Oh yeah, I got a pair of shorts from Everlane. I got like five t-shirts and then I got my my 100% human masks. Do they say 100% human on that? Yeah, I didn't realize they said that until after like I bought them. Mm, there's not not big, but some of them are more. Uh, you can see it. So you can see it on. A, there's a couple of more like pale pastel colors with white lettering, and you you really have to look to see it. But there's one mask that's like a dark blue with the white lettering, and it's real obvious. And so I don't really wear that mask unless. It's I mean, that's color. really like you know. It's bad. Yeah. It's um it's embarrassing. But you know what? I'm wearing the mask and people won't know who I am, so they can just say, "Hey, that's a guy who's 100% human." You wear that plus like really big sun like Jackie O sunglasses and I do I do like my sunglasses. I have my like my like melanoma hijab that I wear. I wear that too. Um and my big sunglasses, my 100% human mask and my big bright blue Marianne t-shirt. And that's pretty much my outfit yeah, every day. You know what? I have gone out wearing that exact same outfit uh, several times, except for my Marianne t-shirt is a darker blue mm. and has her, because it has her hot pink signature on right. it. Um, it's my favorite shirt. Um, but yeah, you get a lot of weird looks when you're wearing, if when you're wearing the sun, the UV protecting hat with the full face covering and neck covering and your Marianne shirt, that's people look at you and they go, no, that's a crazy person. Like, they yeah, which I don't mind. I'd rather them think I'm a crazy person than like approach me or like say anything to me. Yeah. Cause at least then they don't want to pet my dog, which is like, they would want to do either otherwise. So uh, mm -hmm. I wonder if the Marianne merch store is still in business. I would be curious to maybe go and make some new fall purchases. Maybe. Did you see that Marianne tweeted at Claudia Conway? Oh, what did she say? Nobody ever, nobody talked about it that I saw, but I did. She was like, um, you know, during one of Claudia's things, I don't know about her like, like yeah. her mother, but she like had some tweet and Marianne was like, 
love has to be more important than politics. You only ever have one. Oh, I, I did see that. That was a that was a little while ago before the latest COVID. It might have been. I think I had. Yeah, I, I don't think I had checked out Claudia because she doesn't really tweet, so I didn't really. I didn't she's really on. Yeah, that. she's on TikTok, and then her TikToks will get like retweeted on Twitter. It was which is where I see yeah. them. Um, oh man, I that part. I mean, she's a 15 year old girl, so I'm like, just stay out of it. And also, like, I'm not completely convinced that she's like not in on the whole thing with her parents to like, you know what I mean. I mean, uh, I don't think that she is. I think she's uh, cute. I, I like she, she's, uh, Yeah, she's 90, I'm 90% sure that she's, it's just, it is like what it seems like on the surface. Um, and I feel very bad for her. But then there's a little part of me that's like, oh, are they just like angling for like a reality show? I mean, I don't know, but it seems really, I mean, it would be a good reality show and I would definitely watch it, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that um i don't know if kellyanne is like a chris jenner type person but maybe yeah she's like the chris jenner of the trump family so i guess she could be the chris jenner of her own family as well yeah yeah and she's i mean they're all gonna hope god hopefully they'll all need jobs soon oh my god i hate her i hate them all oh my god okay anyway all right back to goop um uh, my worst was the article entitled why i tried booty rate supplements for gut health in partnership with our friends at body bio uh so this i mean in the regeneron family it seems like this is a supplement with a short chain fatty acid i am not a biologist some something called booty rate which supposedly helps with gut health and this is the danger of working at goop or reading goop is like any of these places will just send you pills and you it is your job i guess to start taking them and write about them mm-hmm. so we have this young goop staffer kelly martin we've heard from her a couple times before she's an associate editor at goop she covers mindfulness environmental issues healing traditions and psychedelic science and she loves to test drive whatever's new in wellness, which sounds sort of dangerous. Um, but she started taking this booty rate. She, she's been vegetarian since she was a kid because she claims that like meat makes her feel really heavy and she you know, has better digestion when she doesn't eat meat, blah, blah, blah. And she goes this, through this whole thing about booty rate, has calcium, magnesium, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes to the conclusion that she can't tell if it makes her feel better, but it doesn't make her feel worse. And other people have told her it makes them feel better. So she recommends everyone buy it. Oh, my God. I feel like there's something so disturbed with the entire, like, wellness industry where it's just, like, you might as well just buy, just spend money on this unproven thing because why not? That's their whole, that's, like, the whole industry. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I think it's, like, somewhat brainwashed me. Cause I, t- I mean, I don't take this, but I, like, I take a, you know, a turmeric supplement. I take uh ashwagandha supplement. I take like valerium at night. Uh, and I sort of think they make me feel better, but I don't really know. And it's because there's no like actual control group. I'm not like, you know, not taking one of that. Like I, there's no, there's no rigorous testing. So it's just all haphazard. And I feel like, but I feel like this woman, this is her job. And so she should be, a little bit more scientific than I am about it. I don't know. I don't know. The whole philosophy of um, well, this whole industry is that it's not about curing stuff. It's just about generally feeling better, which is like an unquantifiable like concept. Like, how do you know if you're feeling better? What does that even mean? Like, what is if you if you're feeling badly, then something is there's a problem that needs to be fixed, but they're like, we don't fix the problem. We fix the whole person like this helps this. And it's like all of this, like little, like all of this, like weird, like minutia where you're like obsessed with every square inch of your body and being like, does this feel optimal right now? And it's like, I don't know. Does it, if, if you're not obsessing over it, are you able to get through your day without thinking about it? And if the answer is yes, then you're fine. Like that's the way that we need to think about our bodies. Not like, how do I optimize every inch of this? 
Because yeah, no, you're you're never gonna feel great a hundred percent of the time. Your body is meant to withstand non-optimization. Well, if you have a serious problem, then you, that's how you know that you're sick. If you feel something, then you know that there's something actually wrong. But if you're just like better, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what better means. Yeah, she's very vague. She says she used to have tough digestion. I mean, the whole article is basically about how she feels better not eating meat. And then, but it's like crammed into this, this ad for this body bio calcium magnesium booty rate short chain acid, fatty acid supplement. And it, it, yeah, it just, it, it was sort of like, it was not convincing. Sometimes goop is scarily convincing. And then sometimes it's a dud. And this one just seems like a dud because she equates her vegetarian diet with feeling better. And so it's like, obviously this supplement doesn't really even contribute to that. Yeah. I don't know. You never, you know, most of the stuff on here is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, okay. What was your craziest or saddest? Well, my saddest was the voter suppression piece because I just think it's like very sad that voter suppression is such a widespread issue in 2020 that it is written about in goop and the piece seemed like fairly well thought out. Um, but my craziest, I must say is the ad for the Gita robot. Have you seen it? What? No, I don't think so. There's an ad on goop now for a $3,200 robot that you put your shit in and it follows you around and carries your stuff. Oh, you weren't being literal when you said shit. I thought you were literally like. Well, you could put anything you want in it. I mean, it's like they suggest taking it to the supermarket. Like on the ad, there's like a guy who's like filling it with like all his stuff from the market. He's putting like a bottle of wine and his baguette in it and closing it. And then like it just like follows you around on the street, which oh is God. so inconvenient. I mean, can you imagine being so entitled? Like I need to spaces like it's not enough that I take up the amount of space that I require I also need a, a human a robot that's like not as tall as a human but as like wide like has like the circumference of a human to roll around behind me carrying my purchases this is the most insane thing I've ever seen like it is you have to be completely psychotic like because this really Aside from the fact that I guess it moves on its own, like it doesn't really do anything more than your, you know, typical like old lady cart that you can just you, have an old lady cart. Yeah, this Except is crazy. for you don't have to hold it. Uh, so I guess if you if you have like a kid that you're carrying, I don't really, or you like are but you have a stroller for your kid, and everyone puts yeah. their stuff on the stroller. Or maybe if you're like disabled and don't have arms. If you're disabled, I could see it being really useful. Yeah. I mean, but how much stuff, I mean, I guess also like I don't live in, you know, a city, I don't live in New York or Chicago or anything. So it's like, I have a car, so I never really have to worry about this stuff too much. But um, also like, I don't know, like, does it go upstairs? How do you get it in your house? Yeah, it seems tough if you, because that that's always sort of the problem with the old lady carts. If you live in New York in a walk up, like it's, you're either, um, you're just dragging them up and this doesn't seem much easier than that. I mean, yeah, it's this is, harder to drag because it doesn't have a handle. Yeah, and it, I mean, I can't believe, I can't imagine that it would climb stairs on its own. No, I can't either. And I, the, I bet the technology doesn't even work. Like, it seems like one of those things that, like a segue or like it would sort of work, but then it would like, it would like glitch a lot or like go the wrong way, like mow into people or like go in the middle of the road and get run over. It just seems like there's a lot of is issues. It also seems like the kind of thing that like some guy would just like run up behind you and like steal it and throw it in the <laughs> trunk of his car and just speed away. And like, you would never see your shit again. Like you'd lose your Gita and all the stuff that was in it. Like uh, these seems like, seem like the kind of things that would get like stolen a lot. And they should. I mean, if you see a Gita out in public, I think it's your it. your obligation as a part of the human race to to steal it and and like, destroy it. Yeah, destroy it. Yeah, mine uh, it for parts. <laughs> I don't. Although I don't know what the parts are, wheels, God, like robot I, thing. <laughs> I could know. imagine like the city of Los Angeles striking a deal with these people and it will be like the new uh like bird scooter like, and people can I, yeah. just like rent them for five minutes 
it definitely has a look of that kind of thing, like something that they want to put on every street corner. So you scan your credit card and you end up paying like $10 to use your Gita to get from like point A to point B. Actually, now that I'm saying that, that does sound like the kind of thing that would have been like incredibly helpful. Like if you live in like a regular city where you don't have a car. So like, yeah, like if you're, I mean, if you're dragging groceries home, I just, I still don't see how it's that. Like if you're, if you're physically able to roll something on the ground and use your hands, like I don't, it just seems more trouble than it's worth because it's going to like bump into people. It's going to, and you're going to be constantly like looking behind you to see if it's still there. And you'll be the subject of derision by everyone else on the street. Like everyone will literally stop to laugh at you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'll be a subject of ridicule and and you'll deserve it. I mean, you don't want this. Like you, well, you certainly don't want to be the first person using it. This is the kind of thing that if everybody's using it, then I, I mean, but this will be, this is the kind of thing that if it takes off will be extremely douchey to use for the first five years and then become like normal. Ubiquitous. Yeah. It's like uh, Alexa, those things. Um, Roombas. Are Roombas still a thing? Do people still use Roombas? Well, Roombas are within the privacy of your own home. And also Roombas like actually work. They're like, they just like, you can just set that thing once a day and it just Mm. goes. I, yeah, I use, um, I use my Siri every once in a while to like start a timer, but that's about I it. Use that's, Siri all the time I, for a timer. Yeah. Th- this shit. I mean, I guess I do have a, do- my Fitbit, I feel like is sort of like a semi douchey accessory that I wear, but that's only because I like don't see anyone. So I, I'm never like embarrassed because I, if ever I go out, I'm in my full, you know, melanoma burka marianne outfit and no one, no one will no, recognize me yeah all right yeah, it's disturbing but I, I thirty two hundred dollars i did not see it being advertised on goop but um well it's I'm there. Sh- it, yeah i'm sure it is god gwyneth is probably gonna like make a video with the ceo or something well, yeah, because that's, you know, like, if you see an ad for it, you know, it's only a matter of time before there's, like, a full, like, goop spread. Mm-hmm. They're working on it now. Yeah. All right. And so you're crazy, as you already said, right? Was My, I, the saddest was the loungewear. Uh, what would you try? So I would try, I actually would, and I say this, like, every single month, but I think I would actually try the, um, the Nick Hornby book. The book. Oh, book club this month. Yeah, they heeded our advice and actually uh, chose like a slightly lighter subject. Yes, they did. And so this is like, I I actually really like Nick Hornby. Um, I've read a couple of his books years ago. I mean, it's been a really long time. I guess he's been publishing books like since I last read it, but like last read him, but I have not, like I read some like comedy about him about like someone getting a divorce and i read about a boy is him right yeah about a boy i read like when i was much younger and i loved that book when i read it and Uh, um, oh and i read the there was one about like a british female comedian from the 50s oh that was like a newer one that just yeah that one was pretty good um so yeah and there was like another one Oh, High Fidelity. Of course. Him. Um, and that I've never was- read the High Fidelity book, but I, I actually loved the recent like Zoe Kravitz version. I thought it was really good. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it, but I did. Um, I did like the, I did Junkie like Zach. the book, um, and I liked the John Cusack movie too. Um, so this new one is called Just Like You, An Unexpected Modern Love Story that's clever, entertaining, funny, and keenly observed. I mean, it sounds like the Nick Hornby books that I've read in the past, like, and I think I would probably like to read a Nick Hornby book again. It's been a very long time and it sounds like a nice thing to do. It sounds like a fun, yeah, transition back into serious fiction when our minds can handle it because it's like, it's about the the sort of lightest you can get when it's still considered like literary. Yeah, I mean like I'm not going to um 
yeah i guess i mean like i just think like it seems like it'd probably be good i'm sure um yeah so i don't know i could see myself reading a nick hornby book right now i had started again to try to read a novel i started the john le Carre novel a few weeks ago and i already quit because john le Carre is like I can't imagine anything I would like to read less right now than a John LeClaire. I thought I would, like, because I love detective fiction, so I assumed I would like spy novels, but I don't, it, yeah, the John LeClaire, it just, it was, it just seemed so complex for something that I wouldn't actually get much pleasure out of. I don't know. What, which book was it? Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, I tried to read. Oh, yeah. I read um, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold years yeah. ago. You, you read the whole thing? I did read the whole thing, but it wasn't, I didn't enjoy it. I just yeah, I got, I think I got five chapters in, maybe I'll go back to it, but I, but I stopped because basically, obviously like the whole world has stopped to read the Mariah Carey memoir. Oh yeah. Well, I haven't yet. I, I'm also thinking of getting an audiobook of it. It, it would be good audiobook. I'm, I'm just reading it, but I imagine the audiobook would be great. It's a, uh, it's honestly very similar to the Jessica Simpson memoir. It's two oh, women wronged by Tommy Mottola. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Mariah Carey has had like a more tumultuous childhood, at least than Jessica Simpson. Oh yeah. Uh, and like her whole thing with her sister. I'm really um, excited to read it. Yeah. It's very, I haven't even gotten to her music career yet. Um, but yeah, the relationship with both of her parents, both of her siblings, it's, it's very heavy. And she, she's she worked with a ghostwriter but um the it's just very much her voice like if you know her songs like her sort of specific vocabulary her tone um it's very well done like it feels it feels like she is telling you the story i have to read a book my therapist assigned me so oh wow that's god your therapist is assigning books well, I mean, I don't know, a sign, recommend, I guess. She, sure. Like she recommended it twice in a row now, so I guess I'm really going to do it. Is it by Marianne? Oh, no, she's not that good. Although my therapist did admit to me during the election, not about her as a person, but she was like, I love Marianne Williamson. I was like talking about some point Marianne Williamson made about, she was like, I love her. Um, so that was how I knew that she was a keeper. Absolutely. Yeah. Um well, that's that's fun. You got a little reading yeah. list. Yeah, it's called Mindset. The new what is it called? Mindset, the new psychology of success. Oh, cool. Maybe well, I'll pick it up too, if it's recommended by your therapist. Yeah, I mean, she's a real therapist, and she's recommending a book, so that's exciting. Um, oh, the the one thing I would say that might not be good reading the or doing the audiobook for Mariah Carey's book because part of the pleasure for me when I go to my room at night to do my nightly Mariah reading is I get to listen to Mariah while I read the book oh, and it's like so a fun like I have her channel on Spotify playing as I'm reading and that's definitely like I feel like it adds to the experience yeah I can see how that would um what would you buy uh well let me say what what I would try is so there okay so there's an article called four recipes celebrating california cuisine uh and yeah i mean the book the book didn't seem that thrilling to me it was it just seems sort of like a generic cal like it's called eat california and it sort of seemed uh, didn't seem that interesting but i do want to start like trying to make my own sushi um because i feel especially now when you can't really go out and like I've gotten sushi a couple times for delivery, but like it doesn't travel the best and, and it's expensive. So you spend like, I don't know, 30, $40 on delivery to like not get a great sushi experience. And I feel like if you sat down and you really focused and like made your own rolls, that might be a good solution in this day and age. To me, making your own sushi has never seemed worth it because to buy like the amount of sushi grade fish is so expensive that I feel like I might as well just buy the sushi. Yeah, I mean, it'll still be, well, yeah, you probably wouldn't save that much money. I just, I don't know, like I've, I haven't had a good sushi meal in months and 
the last time, I mean, it's probably my fault for ordering from Sushi Stop, which is like truly the bottom of the barrel. Oh, Sushi Stop is great. I, yeah, I used to, I mean, I love it like going there and like pigging out for, you know, $25. But when I ordered it for delivery, it was, it, it didn't travel well. We order from Sushi Stop a lot, but I do also live like really close to Sushi Stop. Oh yeah. You um, live really close. So we um, like go, we, we will like pick it up and stuff sometimes. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, um, so I don't know. This is one of the recipes that the, the, the authors Vivian Louis and, um, Again, like I don't really feel like I need a California cuisine book, but this this got me a little inspired to to maybe attempt to to make soup. Because you go to the you go to Gelson's or Whole Foods, you get like a you know a really good pound of fish, which is what twenty bucks for like a great you know sushi grade tuna, and then that a pound of tuna that'll make you you know a ton of sushi. Well, yeah, but you're not gonna eat. But like how like I just feel I could, like I could eat a pound of tuna. In one, in how many days? Absolutely, in one setting. Oh, really? I have a bottomless stomach when it comes to sushi. Um. So. Okay. Also, is sushi California food? <laughs> According to her, I think it like has become synonymous with California. I guess now I'm gonna order sushi. It does sound good. I wish John liked it. I would order it all the time if John liked it, but. Oh yeah. He doesn't, so I don't. Loves it. So. It sounds. Oh, I really want it tonight, actually. Yeah. Now I like put myself in the mood for sushi. Talking about it. Mm, where would you? You would order from Sushi Stop. Well, I order from Sushi Stop, but it's not. Um, see, Sushi Stop has like pretty high quality fish for a really reasonable price, but it doesn't have a lot of variety. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't usually go to like really expensive sushi places i don't think that like i think the best sushi is like cheap um so my favorite is that or like i love like there's this place called sushi coup that used to be called sushi mac in in like west hollywood that i wouldn't order from because it's really far but like i like those places where it's like you just pay like 250 a plate and stack it yeah yeah, yeah. for sure i mean um, I, lo- I love like really high quality sushi but i can't afford to eat those places uh and like in yeah in la it's pretty hard to get bad sushi yeah it's like it's all pretty good um even i mean i love the the pre-made sushi at gelson's i also like a place kind of kind of closer to you the it's called what the fish it's like by the by the trader joe's yeah that's Um, the place i usually order from it's it's pretty good but it's like in order to get as much as i want to like fill myself up it gets pretty pricey I also don't think I order, I'm not ordering, like, I think I usually will get, like, two rolls. See, when I, yeah, when I go in, I go in hard. I'll get a good five or six rolls to really satisfy me. Yeah. Which is, I I mean, I probably, I shouldn't get my mercury checked after a big sushi dinner. Oh, yeah, the mercury. God. Um, They used to have, before I moved to LA, I feel like I, maybe they still do what, I used to like visit friends here and in the Valley, like on Ventura, there would be like all these, all you can eat sushi places. Mm. Do they still have those? I've never been to all you can eat. I've been to like, no, just like the places where it's like, like there was a great one, like that place, Sushi Mac that I said used to be the first one I went to was on Ventura, like deep in the Valley. Um, and they were one of those ones that had like the belt that goes around. Oh, that's fun. I love, there's one in little Tokyo that does that. Oh, I love yeah, it, it's not as, it's not as, it was like way more like low key than the little Tokyo one. It was like very chill. It was like in a strip, in a strip mall. And like, it was just like there, it, it's just like, you know, like a really cheap little sushi place mm-hmm. where it's like, just like linoleum and like fluorescent lights and whatever. Um, but it was, I, like I'm into that stuff, um, but I've never been to one where you just like, how much do you pay? I this was at least ten years ago, and I think I'm remembering it right. That for lunch we went for lunch and it was twenty five dollars, mm. uh, and it was I thought it was so fucking good. But that was I, I yeah I don't know where it was. I don't know where my friend took me because I didn't live in LA. So I and I, I'm pretty sure it was on Ventura somewhere. But it probably I mean now obviously it doesn't exist because no one's. I mean, it wasn't a buffet. You would like order and then you would keep ordering like when you needed more and they wouldn't let you order more unless you like finished. Like that was one of the rules was like, really? you, had to, you had to clear your plate. 
and then they would give you more, but you couldn't like have part of a roll left and then order more. Yeah. Which is a good role. Interesting. Yeah. All you can eat I've ne has never worked out for me because I've never really been able to like eat that much. <laughs> like, I mean, I always eat like the normal amount. So mm -hmm. like at a restaurant. So it's not like, I, I just like pay like more money for like one thing. Yeah. Anyway. I get it. What would you buy? Okay. What would I buy? I would buy basically pretty much everything <laughs> in this, um, a dab of concealer, a touch of brown pencil and lots <laughs> of ice cream for fall piece with this like very curly haired woman who's, um, a v works at Vogue. I don't know what her job is. She's like a fashion person who works at, I don't know. She's from the, she's immersed in the world of high fashion Vogue shoots Met Galas. I'm not sure exactly what her job is, but I know that. And she, but now she works part-time in a nursery and she's, I don't know, whatever. And she's 40. So the reason I liked it was because she was 40. Um, I'm 35. And when I see people who are older than me, who still seem like somewhat youthful and, um, and aren't talking about like, well, at my age, I need Botox. We yeah. were just like, talking about like whatever they have and like not centering being 40. I respond to it. So that was what was happening in this like beauty piece about, um, um, about Alice Lane. So she's talking about the usual stuff, Vintner's daughter, eye cream, goop jeans, concealer. She has the RMS beauty, one of those RMS beauty little like, palettes those like miniature palettes but this one is all like highlighters which looks cute like just like fun sort of like natural makeup because 40 year olds can wear natural makeup too you don't have Absolutely. to have smooth and she does say like just embrace that you have wrinkles and they're going to be there so just like be happy just be happy anyway which is a good philosophy she looks happy she sort of has like a old school nicole kidman vibe like australian curly hair Nicole Kidman yeah for sure uh okay so I know that this was my worst but honestly I sort of I don't think I will but I honestly would try the or buy the booty rate supplement what? <laughs> after all that just because it's supposed to like help with your digestion and it has like magnesium which I'm a total acolyte of and calcium I don't know it probably wouldn't work it, it caught my eye because it was only $20, which is like half the price of mostly supplements. Um, and I am, I'm just a sucker for these supplements, even though they don't do much. Uh, and there was just nothing, there was nothing else this week that like really caught my eye. So I just sort of had that as my, my buy. I don't know. Why don't you just put Tums? I no, Cause that, that, well, I don't have stomach issues. Tums, then why do you need to help with your digestion? Uh, there's other places things go besides your stomach and your digestion it's like um it's more about like you know regularity and all that stuff but okay. magnesium works i think probiotics i'm on the fence for sometimes i'll take them sometimes i don't uh i don't have a really i don't have any real issues i think yeah i think i'm just sucked into this this 100 percent optimization at, at all costs and uh i don't need to be because, well, I'm getting my blood work done. Oh, this is another, yeah, time for Brian's blood work corner in a week or two. Because I'll, we'll see how uh, my cholesterol has been going during quarantine. Oh, I thought that was going to be, I thought we were going to get a, an update. On your Not yet. Uh, my, I take my blood, they take my blood on Tuesday. And then the following week, I will have the results. So it will be two episodes from now. We'll be able to all share. Okay, well, I will mark my calendar. I'm looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully I won't have to be on a uh, Lipitor or something. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. I'm like shocked that I haven't had high cholesterol. Like I've always had like pretty good blood work, but you know, you never know. You never know. My, yeah, I, my dad always had high cholesterol. Like he was never overweight um, or anything. And he always had high cholesterol. And my mom, I mean, now that she, now that she's older, she also has high cholesterol. So I think I just come from a, High cholesterol fam. Yeah, uh, it's like common for yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Uh okay. anything else? 
I think that's it. I think we covered it. All right, guys. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.